You're more than a conqueror. It's all in you right now. There's a way, there's a roadmap in you and your spirit, man, to walk you out of everything that you might be enduring this very day. I do have some encouraging words for you, and I thank God for this moment of time. So thank the Lord for opening up uh, my mouth to speak and, uh, and your spirit, man, to listen in Jesus' name, because I say today should give you some encouragement. We need encouragement, amen? We have lots of encouragement available in the Word of God if we allow it to be there. So uh, like so many times as we roll through this message, there's many, many things that I could say, but one thing I want to say is, I want you, I do want you encouraged today because, you know, I'll get right to it. Uh, recently in a national um, uh, television uh, ministry, uh, it, was a, it was a situation and it was a Christian station and all that. But this gentleman who has written books and all that, and they're very good, he's a very good writer and so on and so forth. But he made a statement that bothered me. And I want you to hear this message. Please listen to this message. And what he, he quoted was something that is often misquoted, which is Romans 8.28. You know this scripture. Probably so you've heard it misquoted so many times. Now, don't, don't turn me off right now. You must hear this. 8.28. It says that we know that all things work together for good. For those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. Okay. This man quoted that scripture and then he said, then he said all these bad things that have been happening lately uh, have been good. Because now we know what's going on and now we know this and now we know that. And you know what? That is a lie from the pits of hell. Because when you talk about killing people, you talk about raping people, you talk about anything like that, and then you say that God allowed it. That's what he said. God allowed those things. Uh, that means God was complicit in that. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? There's no way that our God, our good God, would be complicit in any kind of a, a murder, terrorism, uh, fear-driven things that hurt people. I mean, all the weird stuff that's going on, that's not our God. How do I know this? Well, I know it for a lot of reasons, and you should too, because if you listen to these kind of things, say, well, God allowed it, people sling that statement around, but you know what? what what's allowed in this thing is there's a God of this world, and he has sway right now. Uh, uh, Jesus called him Prince of Power of the Air. Uh, Paul called him the God of this world. He's Satan, and he has a, he has an agenda. And and what Jesus said in John 10:10. 10, pay attention to this because often this should be called the dividing word in the Bible. What it divides is good from the bad because Jesus said, "I have the thief," which he meant Satan, whatever you want to call him. He has come, but for one reason: to kill to steal and destroy. So when you take a look at all the things that have gone on forever and even recently, we see a lot of those fruits, don't we? Kill, steal, and destroy. People's lives. But I'll, I, I'm, I want to get this point over. That is Satan's fruit. But Jesus said, but I have come that you might have life. And you might have an abundant life. 
So you see, we have, we have death on one side and life on the other. And I want you to get that straight in your thinking because, you know, when you hear somebody on national television and they're endorsed by a ministry and they say things like that, it makes you wonder, well, maybe God did all that. Well, then uh, maybe you have a family member that's ill and say, well, I guess God allowed that. No, it was allowed with the fall of Adam. And maybe, maybe this is beyond you a little bit, but it shouldn't be because, you know what, I've realized that we live in this life and we have to have the Word of God to keep us going right now. And if we do that, we'll find answers to everything. But God doesn't go about killing people. He does not. What he does, he goes about loving people. And I want to share a couple of scriptures here right now with all this because this is important. And if I can get this over to you, it might change how you look right now because, you know, we have every opportunity right now to be discouraged. I mean, we look at our economy, look at, we look at all the terrible things going on in the world. We could be really, really discouraged if we allow it. But guess what? God doesn't want you discouraged. He wants you encouraged. And then I will go to Romans 8 here in, the, in 8.10. He says, And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. And that means because of the blood of Christ, because you're born again, uh, makes you a righteous person. So your spirit is alive. Your spirit is alive. You made Jesus the Lord of your life. Your spirit is alive to God. Now, what does that all have to do with? Well, let's go to 11. But if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead also gives life to your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you. You know, the thing is, Sandy and I have been through a lot of rough things. Even after we learned, uh, got to know the Lord and we, we learned all kinds of things and even got into faith and we understood a lot of stuff, we still have been through a few things. But, you know, one of the things that really got established in our heart fairly early on is God lived in our heart. And if we didn't give up, but we just kept following that peace in our heart, which we were taught to do, and kept walking and kept walking, kept believing God, and never believed this stuff that God would do anything bad to us because he's a good God. The Bible's full of how good our God is. <laughs> Amen? So anyway, uh, the, the point being here, if we just keep walking right now, if we keep going, for Sandy and I, it was like a day at a time. I mean, we'd wait, and sometimes we'd go through some horrible things. How can we ever? But we never gave up. We never thought, oh, I guess it's all over. You know, I guess God did this to it. No, God didn't do it. He's waiting there to help us walk through everything that could come against us. So let's let's look at a couple another scripture here. I'm going to read this. Bear with me on this. And we're going to start again. We're still, still in the 8th chapter of Romans. And let me back up here just a little bit. Let me back up just a little bit. I put out a message here a few weeks back that you may have heard. And it talked about going through things. Because, you know, right now you can say, well, we're going through this. You know, it's, it's, it's a tough time of the year, whatever it is, and we've got this, and we've got an economy. We've got a, an unbelievable budget right now that there's hardly any budget because some of you are going through a lot of stuff. Not everybody is, but m most people are going through a strain right now. I mean, let's face it. Uh, anything to operate at this moment in, in our time is expensive. Groceries, fuel, what, whatever it is, clothes for the kids, clothes for you, uh, you name it. 
Uh, yeah, so in, in essence, we're, we're walking through some things right now, but guess what? It's, it's the through that's important, and I made that point uh, some time ago that it's not the through so much as that goal at the end. And I think for Sandy and I, even today, we're just saying, what, what can we do to move through even? We're not going through anything tragic or anything like that. We have in the past. We're doing pretty good, but at the same time, we're also faced with the same things you're faced with. Uh, all of our costs are up, and it makes us really pay attention to our uh, checkbook. Let's put it that way. We pay attention to what we're doing. Uh, so anyway, let's, let's, uh, let's finish here. So we want to look at Romans 8 and 31. And I want to make this clear again because it's got everything to do with what I've been speaking about today. In verse 31 it says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And often I like to have it said another way, since God is for us, and he is. He's for you, he's for me, he's your, with your friends, and he's, he's for your family. It says, since God is for us, who can be against us? Now this is Paul writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That means these words are alive. These, are, these words have the backing of the Spirit of the living God to bring to you this day. And he said in 32, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not hit with him also freely give us all things? God's not holding back. He wants to get everything over to you that he possibly can. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is, is he who condemns? If it is Christ who died and furthermore is risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us? 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? See, that's the whole point right here. Don't let somebody's ideas of something they make up or they heard it somewhere that, you know, God does bad things to teach you something. Hey, that's, a, that's just fly from the pits of hell right there. That's darkness. And anyway, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword or even what somebody else says about God? Who, who could dare separate us from his love? So, uh, in 37, yet, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I want you to get that in your heart today. You're more than a conqueror. It's all in you right now. There's a, way, there's a road map in you and your spirit, man, to walk you out of everything that you might be enduring this very day uh, in Jesus' name. I declare it. I say it. There's a road map in your heart. God has a destiny for your life. And you know what? Uh, sure, spirit of darkness and all the stuff in the world and all the news, that's all destined there to take you away from where God really has planned for you. I believe it. So anyway, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, or depth, or any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's pretty good, isn't it? I mean, you know, that's in Romans uh, 8 chapter and so on right there. You might want to read that for yourself. But you know what I'm saying to you is, number one, you need to understand God loves you. God loves you. He, he's, his son, Jesus, laid down his life to bring you life and life in abundance. That's what that's all about. And the other thing is God's a good God. 
you know, there was a preacher that's long, long gone now, but but uh, he used to say that a lot, just simple. And this man got tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people healed back in the healing revival in the late 40s, 50s, whenever that was, built, built a major uh, university and all kind of things. But he always said, you know, God is a good God, but the devil's a bad devil. So God is good. And he, he just refused, and I do too. I refuse it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm offended when somebody wants to blame God for something that the devil did, and you should be too. So I, maybe, I don't know if that's encouraging you or not, but I want you to have some more foundation if, if you're plagued with these kind of things. So, you know, the other thing Jesus said in John 6, 63, I think about it a lot. He said, my words are spirit and they are life. When Jesus says something, he, he says something in the word about, uh, about blessing you and, and those kind of things, or this word of God anywhere, it talks about their spirit. That means the Holy Spirit's behind them. Even this lesson this day, these words this day, if it's a lesson or an encouragement, I don't know what to call it, but the Spirit of God is behind these words because He wants it to go into your heart and to set you free from discouragement. And, and you know, the other thing about it, too, is some of you may need you know, physical healing. Well, you know, for years, uh, we walked in a lot of things, a lot of blessings. Uh, I have to tell you, I had some attacks this, this year on, on my body. And I said, you know what? What I, I've kind of... Uh, majored in a lot of other things to build people's faith in my own. I hadn't really thought about the healing as much as I should have. I knew it was God's will to heal. It always is His will to heal. There's never been a time that Jesus refused to heal somebody, ever. So anyway, so I began to look up all the healing scriptures, and then I began to find out that 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 in, in sickness and disease, it all came from really basically two things, Satan himself, the fall of Adam, and the curse of the law in Romans, uh, I mean, in Deuteronomy 28, uh, towards the you know the first few verses, of maybe 13, 14 are blessings, but the rest of it's curses. I found out that uh, Jesus Christ, uh, Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for me because everyone that hangeth on a tree. Um, it curses everyone that hangeth on a tree that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. And I said, you know what? That's it. Uh, sickness or disease or something comes on me, hey, I'm redeemed from that curse. So I began to speak that out a lot. I began to speak that out a lot. And you know, guess what? There's a powerful thing when you begin to get a hold of a scripture like that and realize you've been redeemed from everything that Christ uh, that died for for you and everything the devil would bring on your life through every curse and everywhere. So is that making any sense? I hope so because, you know, uh, I just uh, want to go back and just, uh, there's so much could be said right now, but number one, remember this, God loves you. Number two, God's a good God. Number three, his words are spirit in their life. They're spirit driven. They're powerful, working in your heart. Uh, the Romans, uh, I mean, in Hebrews 4, it says, God's word is sharper than a two-edged sword, dividing asunder soul and spirit. And, and you know, bringing forth so much fruit in your life. So uh, just the other thing is one day at a time. You know, it, it might look pretty dark right now. Maybe your checkbook's a little empty. Maybe it's empty. I don't know. But, you know, don't give up. Just, Sandy and I, so many times, we're at a point where, man, we could, we could just, 
say this is not is it whatever we're going to do but you know what we never quit loving the lord we never quit uh moving ahead somehow and sometimes it it was seemed like pretty hard but guess what one day at a time god has just pulled our life into a different for us pulled us out of so many dark places and blessed our life but it it really came from these very things right now knowing that god is for us and who can be against us in Jesus' name. So I want you to have a blessed day. I want you to think about these things. Maybe listen to this thing more than once. Get it in your heart and realize that God's plan for you is abundance. It's abundance, Jesus said. I have come to give you an abundant life. Abundant life, hallelujah. And the, the Zoe life, the abundant life. So if you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life, this is a great day to do it. All you have to do is really simply this. Say, Jesus, I want you to come into my life. I believe in my heart that you raised from the dead. So out of my mouth I say, I want you to be my Lord right now. And he will, set, he will enter your life and he will set you free and set you with a higher understanding because the Spirit now of God lives in you. After you've done that, he's alive in you in Jesus' name. God bless you. Sandy and I love you and want the greatest things for your life. In Jesus' name, amen.